Well, good evening. Uh, Caleb Lynch back with you. Happy Good Friday. Um, this is not at all how I wanted to spend Good Friday. Uh, I wanted to be with you guys. I wanted us to be gathering, worshiping, remembering uh, the cross and the sacrifice of Jesus together. Uh, I actually, this is a, this is a true story uh, yesterday uh, as I was preparing for, for what I might say tonight, for, for what we might do. Uh, I actually got super choked up, and uh, I actually started tearing up knowing that I wasn't going to get to be with you guys on Good Friday and Easter Sunday. Even now, I'm I'm feeling it. So uh, this breaks my heart, uh, but I'm inviting you into my own home. We've been in my little guest house, Casita, and now you're getting to be in my back patio tonight. Um, we have built a little oasis in the desert. And this is where we spend many, many, many hours a year when it's not 112 degrees. This is where we hang out. So uh, hopefully as this COVID corona season ends, we have some of you over here and, and have a barbecue or something. So uh, I miss you guys like mad. Uh, as you know, uh, it is Good Friday. And Good Friday is that remembrance of um, Jesus Christ uh, being hung on a cross to pay the penalty and the wrath of all of our sin and the consequence and the eternity uh, away from the Father. Uh, he paid for it uh, on this night uh, many, many years ago. And so we do this in remembrance of that. And so we've got a, we've got a packed evening. You're going to hear from, from our Australian friend, Caleb Smith, here in a moment. You're going to hear from Mike and Amy Quinn. Uh, we're going to have some time of worship. We're going to have some time of digging into God's Word. And uh, most of all, I hope that this time, that this moment allows you to pause, allows you to slow down and remember. And, and remember the events and the days and the moments uh, around uh, probably the most significant, most beautiful, not, not even probably, for sure, the most beautiful and significant moments in the history of humanity. And so um, before we get to the cross, I, I think it's super important for us to start in a really specific spot. And this is one of my um, favorite moments in all of the narrative of the Bible, all of the narrative of humanity and the story of God. And, and so I want to share it with you. Uh, I'm going I'm to read it from the gospel account of Mark. So if you have your Bible, we'll be in Mark 14. And I'm going to pick it up in, let's say, verse 33. So let me, let me read it to you. Uh, and actually, before I, before I read it, Jesus has just um, had dinner with his disciples. Uh, they're now in Jerusalem. They're now uh, days before, uh, moments before he'll be arrested and he will be uh, put on trial and then hung on a cross. And they've just had dinner. It's evening time, probably, probably similar time of day as now. And he says, hey, let's go on a walk. And they go on this, this walk. And they enter into this olive tree garden, and um, he pauses to go and pray. And so I'll pick up right there, and this is what it says. Um, and he said to the disciples, sit here while I pray. And he took with him Peter and James and John, and he began to be greatly distressed and troubled. And he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch. And going a little further, he fell on the ground and he prayed, 
that if it were possible that the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Um, in the Gospel of Luke, it, it records this moment, this specific captured moment in human history. It records it as the hour of darkness, the hour of darkness. Uh, there are many that would say the entire story of God begins in a garden and ends in a garden. Uh, begins in an hour of darkness where Satan tricked humanity and ends in an hour of darkness where the, the God-man, Jesus Christ, um, redeems all that had been broken. And I believe um, if we do not have this moment, if we do not have this prayer, if we do not have this moment of Jesus calling out to the Father and surrendering his will to the will of the Father, we don't have the cross, we don't have salvation, we don't have Resurrection Sunday. It is in this moment that we see Jesus um, call out. And he calls out in such a, such a tender way. He uses the word Abba. It's like saying Daddy and Abba Father. And so it's, it's this beautiful picture of he knows the Father has not removed his love from him. He, he, he's relying on the love of God to sustain him. And then he says, I know that all things are possible for you. So not only is he relying on the love, he's relying on the power of God. And so in calling out, He's saying, God, I know that you have not turned your face away from me. I know you love me, and I know you're in charge. I know you're all-powerful. I want that to be my declaration often. Um, and, and in that moment, in that moment, he says something. He kind of goes off script, if you think about it, right? Jesus, uh, the Godhead, had kind of agreed, hey, here's the deal. You're going to go to earth, and you're going to save humanity by being that sacrificial lamb on the cross. And Jesus gets to this moment and he is so deep in sorrow and pain and anxiety. Uh, it actually, in other accounts, says that he was sweating in such a way that blood was falling off of his face, so much so that in, in, in Luke's account, it says that God actually sent an angel to be and to restore Jesus because the anxiety was actually killing him. Uh, and in that very moment, he says, he goes off script and he goes, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do it. I can't do it. And uh, he says the most profound words may be recorded in history. And he says, but not my will, but yours. And if you remember from the original garden, the words of Adam and Eve were, not your will, but ours. And you see this restoration, this moment of victory, this moment of Jesus snuffing out this hour of darkness. And he says, I will take the cup. I will drink the full wrath of God that was meant for all humanity the payment for all sin, for all wickedness, for all evil, past, present, and the future. And after that moment, he stands up 
and he waits for Judas Iscariot to come and kiss him so that the officials and the guards and the Roman authorities would know to capture him. And he walks, it says, with joy set before him. He walks straight to that cross, submitting to the Father's will, submitting to the holy plan from the beginning. But it was in this moment, in this garden, where calling out on the name of God, he returned us back. He brought us back. He gave us hope in the midst of darkness. He proved that there was one power that was stronger than any darkness in all of the world. And his name was Jesus Christ. So on this night, may you remember your Savior. May you remember that moment of him saying yes. Will you remember that moment of darkness failing and the light winning? May you pause long enough. May you take a deep breath long enough to find yourself in a place of worship this evening. I love you guys. I miss you like crazy. I hope you enjoy the rest of our night. Um, sit back. You got a lot of good stuff coming. See you later. We're going to pick up reading um, in Mark chapter 15, starting in verse 25 and reading down until verse 39. And so it'd be awesome if you guys wanted to follow along as we read through the rest of the story. This is what it says. And it was the third hour when they crucified him. And the inscription of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. And with him they crucified two robbers, one on his right and one on his left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, Aha, you who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes mocked him, one to another, saying, He saved others, he cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down from the cross that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also reviled him. And when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lima sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, behold, he is calling Elijah and someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine and put a reed on it and gave it to him to drink saying, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to take him down. And Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last and the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. I would love to share with you guys a little uh, spoken word that I've uh, put together uh, to, to really um, put, put some poetic words to the incredible reality of what took place um, on the cross for you and for me. Above his head, the charge read, King of the Jews, release Barabbas, it's you we choose. Nail him to the tree and hang him up. 
If you're really from above, prove it to us. Come on, come down. Put your feet on the ground. We'd believe in you then. Just do something profound. Little did they know, as they mocked him as king, Jesus was in fact son of God, son of man, king of kings. And as he hung on that tree, he was there willingly for all of humanity, crucified as a criminal for you and me. They said they'd believe if he'd just come down. They thought to themselves that would be profound, but what was taking place was already profound. The fact that he was staying up on the cross and not getting down. In John chapter 3, Jesus spoke to Nicodemus and pointed to the new life that would come from his sacrifice. He told a story from the Israelites past where because of sin they were poisoned by snakes and dying fast. God said to Moses, raise a bronze serpent up on a stick and all who look upon it by faith will no longer be sick. And Jesus, knowing all scripture points to him, he understood from the beginning the serpent pointed to sin. Now Jesus, just like that serpent, was lifted up. He took upon himself all sin for all time and overcame it by his blood. And the healing that flows to those who look on him brings about life eternal, spiritual restoration from within. And by the sixth hour, darkness covered the land. The light of the world hung gasping for breath with outstretched hands. He cried out, it is finished. He won the war. The hopelessness of sin would reign no more. The veil torn from top to bottom. And now we have access to the Lord of Lords. To know him, to love him, to seek his face. The reality is nothing less than amazing grace. I, I love the beauty of words. But I, I still have this sense that there, there aren't the right combination of words to really paint the magnitude of what Jesus has accomplished on the cross. And so I would love to, to sing a couple of songs that, um, again, put words and put melody to the beauty of, of what Jesus has done and accomplished for you and for me. And this first song is called At the Cross. Thank you. 
great reality that Jesus didn't stay nailed to the cross that three days later he rose again and we believe that he is our, our living hope
Mike uh, Quinn is going to lead us in a time of communion. So thanks, Mike. Even an open door. Um, As we reflect on this night, we always reflect on it as the lucky ones, as the fortunate ones, um, because we know the end of the story. We know that Good Friday, a day of grief and sorrow, leads to Resurrection Sunday, a day of victory and redemption. And I often think about how the disciples must have felt on that first Good Friday. Um, You know, I think they must have been pretty perplexed sitting in that uh, upper room at the Last Supper and Jesus is talking about this bread symbolizes his body broken and this uh, wine symbolizes the cup, uh, his blood being poured out as a new covenant. So you had to suspect that they were scratching their heads I mean, Peter was, you know, saying one minute, you know, I'll go to the grave for you. And he's like, dude, you're going to deny me three times before tomorrow. And they go to the Garden of Gethsemane and Jesus is burdened and full of heaviness. And he says, will you guys please wait up for me and watch with me? And they fall asleep. They keep falling asleep. And um, then he's taken before the high council and the high priests and Pilate, and they are just wondering what the heck is happening? What is going on with our rabbi, our the guy we thought who was gonna uh, bring back the glory of Israel? And then they watch him hang on a cross and breathe his last breath. And they had no idea what was coming. They had no idea the victory that awaited them through the empty tomb. But we reflect on this night, not in sorrow and grief, but we reflect on it in remembrance of this amazing gift of the cross, about how now, looking back, we can see that there are no longer any more sacrifices needed, no more blood needs to be spilled or shed. Jesus was the final sacrifice. And we take this bread as an emblem, remembering his body broken. And we drink this juice or this wine in remembrance of his blood being spilled for us. So we are the fortunate ones. We get the long view and we get to see the kingdom of God as Jesus was talking about for those three years of his life. And we see it played out in him going to the cross for our sins and him rising out of the tomb as a sign of our victory over sin and death. So, let's do communion together.
Follow Christ to the holy mountain Sinners sorry and wrecked by the fall Cleanse your heart and your soul
thank you, Mike. Thank you, Amy. Uh, thank you, Caleb. And I know Jenna was there uh, with you filming you and, and all that good stuff, Caleb and, and, and Jenna. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Quinn's beautiful, uh, beautiful picture of the truth that is found in the cross and, and of Jesus Christ. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I enjoyed getting to tune in and listen to those, uh, those guys worship and, and point us straight to the person and the power of Jesus Christ. So hope you enjoyed your time. Uh, love you guys, miss you as always. And we will see you Sunday morning for Easter morning where we just get to party and celebrate um, the risen Jesus and the power that comes uh, from the resurrection. So I love you. Have a great evening. Happy Good Friday. Bye.